0: Welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And before we jump into today's gritty episode, which I'm sure you already know what we'll be talking about today based on the title, um, I want to see if there's anything that you want to hype this
1: week. Uh, For me, for hype, I would say... ooh. Honestly, I've just been, like, playing games again. Like, there was for, like, a week or two, I wasn't really playing games that much. Mm -hmm. And, honestly, I'm just getting through uh, It Takes Two, which has been a lot of fun. Oh, nice. Um, It's, yeah, we've been having a lot of fun with it. It's a fun little game. that It's just, it's simple, but it's goofy, and I think it's perfect for anybody that, you know, doesn't really know how to play games or doesn't really play games a lot, but wants to, like, play with a partner or friend or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun. I like it. It's a cute it's little game. And yeah, uh, aside from that, I've just been, you know, trying to watch more Demon Slayer. And nice. I'm probably halfway done with uh, E's Memories of Celceta, which has been actually a lot of fun. And I'm really liking it a lot. Hell yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, this week,
0: I actually want to, I'm really excited about this. Uh, yesterday, I spent all day kind of messing around with like my, an Etsy shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, you know, bugging myself and making sure to like, just keep it in the back burner. Yeah. And I, I was so tired of just not having it up and ready. I sat down, took care of it, made a couple new designs too, and I threw it up on the shop. And now I have 10 separate listings on an Etsy store, which is actually really cool. Damn. Um, yeah. And I have uh, just a few different products that I thought would be kind of fun. And the service that I'm using, I'm using Printful for like, you know, print to order stuff. It's actually really cool. The template builder that they have currently is super easy to use. It's really fast. And the integration to Etsy is super, super quick. So basically you can just make a template of what you want and then just hit post to store and it automatically just generates the posting to the store right away on Etsy so it's actually really really cool so I mean if you guys are curious of what I've made uh go ahead and check out my Instagram it's k-e-u-r-a-n and I have a link in my profile there to the Etsy store um and I've been posting about it regularly in my stories and things like that so you can see what new products and designs that I've been coming up with and it's just been a lot of fun making these things so and in much preparation to start getting merchandise ready for
1: our show so that's going to be exciting yeah I've seen some pictures like i I've been really bad. I haven't been checking Instagram at all lately for anything aside from just like posting here and there but i I saw like in the stories your post, and I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool actually like some of the stuff you have made like actually looks really cool sweet,
0: thank you, man. yeah it's been a lot of fun designing some of this stuff and i I keep trying to think like, oh, what would I actually want to wear or what's something that I want to like They even have, like, workout wear, which I think is really cool. Hmm. So, like, I'm thinking about, like, designing some cool little, like, athletic stuff so that I can just get it myself, too. (laughs) Because there's a lot of athletic wear that's out there that's just way too expensive. And and it looks cheesy as hell. So I'd rather just see if I can make something that's fun and maybe a little bit more affordable myself.
1: Yeah. I I feel like workout wear is usually pretty... I don't know. It's never the best, especially when it comes to, like, I don't know, nerdy kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. It's like 60 bucks for shorts. I'm like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, that or, like, the stuff on it is, like, cringy.
0: Yeah. None of it's always any good. I mean, like, the only site that I've ever seen something interesting on was, like, Just Saiyan. but some of their designs that I don't know if I would really want to wear it to the gym (laughs) still, or, you know, make it look like I'm wearing Battle Torn Saiyan pants, which is cool, but... At the same time, I'm like, all right, <laughs> like, I don't need fake drawn on muscles right now. Like, I'd rather just have me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but it's still fun. The, those designs are still fun. I'm just saying, not knocking it at all. There's some stuff that I've actually ordered up from there and I love it. The products are great and the quality is really good. And just, I don't know. Sometimes you don't want to be a cartoon character, I guess. You just want some cool designs. Just wait. Just wait. all right here we go we're gonna be jumping into today's episode and today is all about mortal Kombat, which is fucking yeah exciting. yeah because the movie just came out, we both have watched it now, and I just gotta say, I think it's a fantastic movie, it's super cheesy, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Before we get into our overall look of the movie, which will probably be a little spoiler heavy, just as for a warning, but right now no one's really working that much, I'm assuming, so you have plenty of time to watch the movie if you really want to, and there's so much stuff on the internet about it right now, it's kind of hard to miss... Or, yeah, how to avoid the spoilers, to be honest. Um, but before we go in, I just want to know, what are some of your fond memories of Mortal Kombat? Or did you even play it whenever you are younger?
1: Uh, my fond memories consist of playing it at a friend's house because my mom, like, she wasn't strict on games, oddly enough, for the most part. Like, I remember being able to kind of, sneak away and getting grand theft auto when i was older and she didn't say anything but mm. mortal kombat was one that she kind of like it's like no you're not getting that one like when i was like a wee lad you know right, right so i would play at a friend's house and i was like this is so cool like i i didn't really care for fighting games at a younger age but the characters looking kind of real and then being able to rip people apart was just it was so badass like I fell into that trope, you know, like a young boy who loves his ultra violence in games. And it was, I don't know, it was so different, you know, like growing up, I was used to Mario and Zelda and Sonic and, you know, simple stuff. And I know that there was like more adult kind of games out there, but I mean, where else can you see like someone's heart getting ripped out? Right or spine Those fatalities? Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it's, it's just like I don't know. Throughout the years, it I always like kind of loved checking out the newest Mortal Kombat, seeing what it had different. And um, I remember playing the first one, and then I kind of didn't really get back into it until maybe played a little bit of three. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I I think I kind of fell off of it until 10, just because 10 became free with uh, the PlayStation collection when you have the PS5. And I was like, oh, I'll check it out and see what's new. And it was was fun. I liked it. I definitely want to try out 11 just because it looks pretty. But Yeah. yeah, I... I love it, dude. It's it's always been a series that it's just it's fun to play. Even as someone who's not hardcore into fighting games and, you know, can't pull off the cool combos in Street Fighter or anything like that. with Mortal Kombat, you just feel like you're kicking ass, even though you're probably just button mashing, which is cool. What yeah. about you? All right. For me, that game has always held like
0: a special place in my heart. I I kinda it's weird. It's one of those th- titles that I always keep up with but I never I'm not playing it consistently and I haven't bought like the titles all the way through I think it's just one of those games that's just become like a staple in my mind of gaming so you just want to know what it's doing what new updates it has what new fatalities is it coming up with because I remember growing up and like the first time I played mortal Kombat, seeing those fatalities and seeing the fake blood and learning how to do the uppercut and watching the guy fall off the bridge and hit the spikes and just all those like crazy like ultra violence scenarios that they created just were so astonishing to me and they just caught my attention so strongly Mm -hmm. um and it was just fun like it was a really fun game really well designed super smooth like even from the beginning right like as far as like fighting games go, I feel like Mortal Kombat has always been the smoothest fighting game that I've played and I don't know, I I love this title so much and I just think it's so funny like the controversies that Mortal Kombat has brought up over the years and the fact that like the how many different versions there have been of these games and how like even Nintendo, right? Like th- the super family-oriented gaming system has had Mortal Kombat on their stuff. But what I think is hilarious is how they got away with putting Mortal Kombat on the Nintendo systems in the early days was they had versions of it without blood, (laughs) 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 which, I mean, completely defeats the point, right? And now they even have it where you can option turn off blood which I think is kind of funny, but it just goes into that whole idea of like, oh, do games cause violence in children? And that kind of fell into the same trope of like Doom on the early days as well. And I mean, without these titles, we wouldn't even have ESRP ratings, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. that's a crazy thing to think about. Something that has become such a staple in there is like, oh, this is rated for teen and from mature, right? Like that feels like it's always been around and I feel like for children of this generation they don't know that that hasn't always been there right like it just kind of is one of those throwaway things and like these titles almost got games banned in homes like it almost destroyed the gaming community because of how violent they were and all the soccer moms out there getting so pissed off at these these games like they almost made it impossible for kids to even play things like this so it's it's cool to see that they were able to push through and get their titles out there and they just got these rating systems created so that they could continue making these games but i don't know like What do you feel about, like, the violence argument? Do you really think that games like Mortal Kombat create violence in kids?
1: I mean, compared to, say, Grand Theft Auto or a open world game, I think the whole violence uh, argument, it, it doesn't, like, okay, you could beat someone up, but I feel like it's a game, right? Mm-hmm. It it doesn't seem realistic. Whereas someone plays, you know, San Andreas or Vice City, it feels more really realistic. It feels more like you could actually do that. And, like, that's violence that maybe I could see, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking back. Like, I've watched, like, videos of, you know, the time when people were saying, like, this is too violent and all of that. And it's just... It was just because it was, like, the first of its kind. So, of course, they're going to pick on something violent. And back then, they were looking at, like, a scapegoat mm-hmm. for, you know, games. And, yeah, I I don't think it does. Honestly, meh. Nah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I really don't think that
0: games like Mortal Kombat enact violence within children. I think that that violence or that anger or that hatred's already built into the kid mm-hmm. and they're just looking for an outlet it's like trying to blame marilyn manson for their child's depression it just that's not how that works right uh you're gonna gravitate towards something that makes you feel better i guess right yeah. so listening to things like depeche mode or you know marilyn manson or things like that is just gonna f- it's not causing depression. depression. Yeah, depression mode. Like they, that's supposed to be like depressing music to help, like, like to, and people thought that that like boosted even like further depression in children. And it's like, no, that's just because they're sad. It's sad music. It makes them feel better, right? Like it, it's the same concepts and same arguments there, and it's just kind of, to me, it's it's weird. It's a weird one, but I really don't think that games like this actually in air instill violence in anyone. It, if anything, it's an outlet <laughs> to get yeah. t- like
1: frustration out there. That's how I look at games in general. It's just an outlet, you know. Yeah. It's a healthier version of than going out there. I mean, if more people looked at it like that, I think, you know, it would get a lot less flack.
0: But what's also kind of funny, too, when you think about it, is that we, if we didn't have those arguments, if we didn't have the soccer moms and things like that going out there trying to fight these games, I don't think Mortal Kombat or Grand Theft Auto or things like that would have been as popular or such a name or like so well known even outside of the gaming community. Yeah. Right. Like the, Like that's kind of a weird thought to think about. Like my my fiance that doesn't play games, she knows Mortal Kombat. And she loved the movie, like, and she's seen all the movies, and she loves them as far as the game she plays them she played them a little bit when she was younger, but i without the media attention that it had previously, I don't think that she would have ever even heard of or known about Mortal Kombat to begin with, yeah. and I think the timeline from when the first game came out to when the first movie came out is kind of interesting, and it speaks to the popularity of it as far as how many people were talking about it during that time because of these violent arguments. Like, the first game came out in 1992, right? Mm -hmm. And the first movie came out in 1995. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, like, three years later. That's crazy for a video game movie when you think about it. Like, usually movie adaptations don't really come until much later. Like, look at the Mario Brothers game that movie's horrible but but it didn't get an adaptation until much later when it became a well-known name even outside of the gaming community but mortal kombat was very quick to the jump when it came to movie adaptations Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna lie i love 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 the 1995 movie I think it's a fantastic movie and I I always thought it was really well made. It's a little bit goofy, but it's just a good like martial arts movie. Now, 2 years later when Annihilation came out in 1997, eh, mm. <laughs> that movie's not so good. I I actually rewatched it about a week ago just because it was there. I was like, "Oh, cool, like in preparation or in my excitement for this new movie coming out, I figured I might as well watch both of the old ones, and oh my god, Annihilation does not hold up.
1: <laughs> that movie is just awkward and horrible. Are they on Netflix? or? I know uh, the first one is, I think, right?
0: Uh Yeah, I think the first one is, I was watched Annihilation on HBO. okay. Yeah, because that's where I watched the new Mortal Kombat movie, too, and gotcha. being able to watch it the day it came out was just fantastic, so Yeah been a lot of fun watching those guys again
1: <laughs> yeah i almost want to rewatch annihilation just because of how bad it was but yeah, oh man the
0: <sighs> particularly the scene when lu king becomes a dragon <laughs>
1: oh no the
0: graphics are so bad on that and it's such a throwaway scene it's like 20 seconds of them fighting and then all of a sudden they're laying on the ground just all beat up it's like ah. <laughs> but it's just so bad and I, you can tell it was a movie made in the late '90s with the cheesy techno, where like they're busting mm. out a prodigy, right? In oh the, no! <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the ill fit, ill fitting like latex looking suits and just over the top cheesiness. But that kind of just speaks more to the charm of these titles, is that even though they have, I mean, some really cheesy, over the top visual representations in media. They're still loved and fun. Like, it was still entertaining to watch it, regardless of the fact of how horrible this movie actually was. (laughs) Because it's pretty bad. And if you haven't watched Annihilation out there, do yourself a treat. Um, If you enjoyed the new movie coming out, just watch them. Go back to the classics. Remember those movies because that's where it all started. And I think I watched the original first Mortal Kombat movie like almost every single day for like months. Jesus. Yeah, my mom bought it on VHS and she freaking loved that movie too. And we would just watch that one all the time. It like never left our VHS player until we picked up Goonies and then that was it. And then Goonies was the thing that was (laughs) (laughs) Well, Goonies became a movie that my mom would like fall asleep to. So that literally Mm. was played every single night (laughs) for a while there. So it, it's kind of funny to, to see that and kind of, and maybe that's why I enjoy, or it's easier for me to fall asleep when something's playing in the background. But yeah, we would watch Goonies every single night or Mortal Kombat or something like that. There was always something there. Or even for me, the that Power Rangers movie <laughs> with the, with the ooze man. Oh, no.
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Just, memories are coming back. Oh, yeah.
0: Just... Watching the Mortal Kombat movie, it just brought back all those fun memories of that. And uh, gosh, I
1: kind of want to watch that now. Yeah, I I love
0: him. Love, 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 love the original movie. It's so good. It's so good. Hey, everybody, just jumping in real quick. Uh, you know, just want to say, first of all, thank you for continuing listening. And obviously, you're enjoying it because you've reached the middle of our episode. Uh, but. Before we continue on, uh, we just wanted to remind you all that if you are truly enjoying what you're hearing and you want to learn some more about us, uh, you can find us on uh, social medias and we have links in our description and you can find me and all the drawings that I'm doing on Instagram at Kieran and that's K-E-U-R-A-N. What about you, Chris?
1: Uh, you can find me at SloppyCube on Instagram. That's sloppy and cube at the end of it. <clears throat> I do all retro games or just games in general. So if that's your thing, check me out. You can also message me about ideas and anything cause I love talking. Yep. We both
0: really enjoy talking, obviously, because we are recording a podcast. So if if you want to join in the conversation, please reach out to us on the Discord. And let's get right back into this episode. All right. So I think it is time for us to kind of go into a deeper look at that movie and potentially spoil some stuff, but I think that's fine. I mean, I think we should just go and have fun and just have a real conversation about
1: this thing. Yeah, I'm down. Oh, something I found really interesting when I was kind of reading up on something was that oh. Mortal Kombat was actually the first game to have a secret character that you would unlock, like in a fighting game. Oh, really? So that was kind of interesting. Oh. yeah. It was a reptile in the first one.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. That was the first one to do a secret character. That's really cool. Yeah.
1: I was kind of surprised because I figured it had been done before, but also, like, I feel like before 1992, there weren't a whole lot of fighters yet. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. Huh? Wow. That's crazy to think about. I mean, with the reptile, it was literally just a color swap. <laughs> yeah. And they just mix the moves of Scorpion and Sub-Zero. But, no, it's it's a really cool character still. I love Reptile. It's great.
1: I like Cabal.
0: Cabal is dope, dude. And Cabal in the new movie? Oh, oh <laughs>
1: shit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. So what were your first initial impressions of this movie? Like, did you like it? Did you hate it? What do you think?
1: I had a really fun time with it. I'll be honest with you. I... Like, when I first heard that they were doing this movie, I wasn't very, I don't know, I wasn't too excited about it, Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, it's Mortal Kombat, like, I mean, it's cool, but they're going to make it lame. I mean, after Annihilation, I just figured, oh, it's just going to be, like, really campy and not great. And I was hyped from the beginning.
0: (laughs) As soon as I heard about it, I didn't even
1: see a trailer, I was like... Fuck yes, we're doing this. <laughs> honestly, in the trailer when I saw like the image of like the CGI of when he turns the blood into like an ice blade. Oh my and it God. looked so like realistic, I was like, Oh shit. Like I just wanted to see it because of the effects. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. I, I really loved it. I think it's definitely one of the better honestly, I think out of all the movies that have come out this year, I think it's my favorite right now. I Just would even argue Godzilla it's probably the
0: Kong. best. Oh, don't even get me started on that one. That movie pissed me off. That was boring. <sighs> I'm such a big Godzilla fan and the fact that they even the director said, "Oh, I kind of wanted to put a spin on it and what if Godzilla was the bad guy?" It's like, "Dude, fuck
1: you. <laughs> Godzilla's the good guy."
0: Yeah, and he made Kong a human basically, like ugh. were they even made tools and fucking made a throne and shit like that? No. No, no, no! It's only get a Snyder cut. And fucking come on, Mechagodzilla is one of the biggest villains in the world, and they put him in there for five minutes. Are you kidding me? Like, no, okay, whatever. That's a whole different spirit. Yeah. We, oh, we should do a Godzilla episode one day. There we go. Oh, I will go off. Hell yeah! I will go off. But yeah, it's a back to Mortal Kombat. Let's go stay on topic because that's easier. <laughs> it's more useful uh,
1: for me. Yeah, I really liked the movie. Yeah, I thought it was really good, and, you know, I'm excited for a sequel, and I thought the characters were really cool. Like, they, they picked the right actors for the characters, and I mean, they kind of really look like the characters in the games, which were cool. Yeah,
0: the casting uh, was great.
1: And I love the uh, the inclusion of, like, the sayings from the games, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, they they threw it all in there. <laughs> they try to fit in as many little tropes as they could as far as, like, the lingo from Mortal Kombat, which is a fun little thing as a fan of it, of the games. It is nice to see that, that they actually mm. paid attention to it and paid homage to the fans. But yeah. they didn't make it... Can't be. Yeah, right? Now, there's some, like, polarizing reviews of this movie right now where... Either people just really, really love it. And I feel like we're in the field of that right now. Um, But then there are some people who actually didn't enjoy it and thought it was going to be more like gritty and more just serious. And they thought it was a little too goofy. Now, Mm. what do you think about that?
1: To me, I thought it had a really good balance between the two because the goofy parts were just kind of like thrown in really quickly. Mm -hmm. you know, it was like a Snyder mark or something like that. It wasn't like, like campy, right? Like there wasn't a whole segment that was like, oh God, like, can we just get back to like the fighting? I mean, you can tell at times I'm like, oh, they're not taking it too seriously at this point. But I mean, yes, it could have been more violent. It could have been more like the games. But here's the thing is that, To appeal to a wider audience, you can't make it super dark. You can't make it super graphic. And in order to pull people into, you know, a new franchise and like possible movies that are gonna come out of this, you gotta wheel in the biggest audience. And you can't do that if you're like either one throwing all your big gun big guns out there or you're gonna scare off a lot of people. So I mean, I think it was good introduction. I definitely think that it could be, it could have been more violent, but at the same time, you know, maybe that's saved for a different, different film. You know, right. maybe the sequel will be a lot more graphic, but I don't know. I thought it was, that thought it was a really good balance. Honestly, that's, I when I went into the movie worried it was going to be like all jokes and very little like seriousness, but honestly it was the complete, complete opposite of it. Right, right. I think the argument that people are
0: trying to make right now is, I guess, the newest animated movie that came out. Um, I think it's like *Scorpion Rises* or something like that. Oh, that that movie was, I guess, just purely just an adult movie. There was no comedy, no nothing. It was just straight like gritty, raw, real. I haven't watched it, and I guess fans of the series were kind of expecting this movie to follow that same trope. Oh. Wow. Yeah, but I'm. I mean, I'm happy they didn't. I feel like a movie like Mortal Kombat kind of needs those small like comedic bits throughout, yeah. because it's just gonna be so like rough to watch that all the time. Like if you look at even some like older samurai films like by Akira Kurosawa, right? Like even okay, let's say Seven Samurai, which is a very dry, just serious, serious, serious movie they have characters like the Wild Man to come in and kind of give you some sort of, not like just relief of the seriousness, because he would just come in and be like a savage and like running around and jumping around like a crazy person. And you can almost argue that that's like the comedic relief of it all, because your brain needs that break when you're watching yeah. movies like this. And if Mortal Kombat, if this was just a straight like fighting tournament movie and there was nothing else to it, Then it would feel like I'm just watching a UFC match, and those get boring after a while, right? You watch that for like three hours, and you're like, "Okay, dude, like, fuck, (laughs) like, this is a lot." And yes, they're entertaining, but having those breaks in the combat, I think, really set the pace for it and set the stage for the next like battles. And I liked the pacing of the fighting. Right. I felt like in the beginning it was really, really cool fight scenes. Nothing too crazy glory kind of things that we're more used to and we've seen. And then towards the end, towards the apex of the movie, that's when we see like our first like legit fatality. (laughs) And then from there, it just kind of goes like crazier and then more and then more. And it builds up to that final like crescendo of the movie, the climax. And I think it was building it perfectly to set up the next movie where I feel like we will see some more violence in that one and more aggressive fatalities and things like that. But it needed to set the stage first. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, we got to remember, this is obviously the first movie in a series. They obviously want to make more with the way that they ended it. So they needed to take the time to actually create that sympathy and that care for these characters. So I I think that what they did with it was spot on. The way they paced it out was great. And I got to say that first fatality caught me so off guard. <laughs> <laughs> when that when that what's that the bird lady's name again? Madire Madiri? I think Midiriana. it's madeiri yeah. When she when she gets cut in half. <laughs> like the fight was just like a normal fight. I was like, "Oh, this is cool. Oh, rad, sweet." And then he throws his hat in the ground spinning, and spinning. I'm like, oh, damn, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, you just see her head go right through it. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it. W- I think it was a great way to set that up. And it became such a, like a
1: cool moment
0: of just a, like, oh, shit, there's the yeah. fatality. It's like, okay, all right, this is Mortal Kombat. Here we go. <laughs> like, now they're ready. They They're done talking. They're done setting the scene. Here it goes. And I, I felt like it was a really good setup to it. And I think the pacing of it was just right.
1: Yeah. It it didn't feel cheesy. You know, it just, it felt like yeah. that was the perfect thing to happen. And I, I thought that was really cool. Like, I was, you know, it came so unexpectedly. I was super stoked when that happened. Yeah. That was a moment where, like, I was,
0: even my, when my fiance was watching that, she, she screamed out. She like, what the Because <laughs> it was so detailed and graphic. And then I decided to turn her, am like, yep, that's Mortal Kombat now. <laughs> like, I was like, that's not even the most gruesome fatality that they have in the games. Just wait. And they delivered for sure. But I got to say, so who are your favorite characters in the series right now? <laughs> like in the, the movie? Um... Yeah, in the movie. Ooh, and do you have a character that you didn't like? I
1: was like Kung Lao. I always thought his character was interesting um mm-hmm. I mean, Kano, of course, but he's just a dick, so I mean, of course he's gonna be like a fun character
0: oh yeah his the that character is great, he yeah was perfect, and yeah, he was a little cheesy, super sexist, whatever, but
1: like he they portrayed him perfectly yeah. Um, I really like, uh, obviously, Scorpion. I thought it was really cool that whole arc of like the, you know, towards the end and everything. I was like, this is kind of cool how they did that. Like, I really liked it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, from the movie, definitely, probably Scorpion Kong Lao. I think the one character I didn't really care for was Raiden, or Raiden.
0: Yeah, he didn't really do much. Yeah, he
1: was just kind of boring. And I mean, same with the enemy too saying song
0: yeah yeah i mean them being like the gods i guess like the whole point is they can't interfere because they weren't actually like in the tournament yet right they were holding the tournament outside of the tournament but yeah they i felt like they could have done so much more with those guys being such
1: staple characters in the series i feel like they could have added more to the story but i think the movie was already two hours long so it was like yeah. What else are you gonna yeah. have? Right. Like, I don't know. What about you? What What characters do you like and not like?
0: So for me, I freaking love the Hanzo clan now. Like the whole Scorpion arc was mm-hmm. fantastic. I love the way that they set up that that character. I love the idea of him like burning in hell, and his rage allowed him to control the flames of hell. Like, come on, that's so fucking yeah. cool like that and it just led to such a cinematic moment that final fight between sub zero and scorpion is so iconic and the visuals of it were so amazing like i freaking loved it even though i knew it was coming but even you mentioned it too the the blood mm. knife like that was so smooth and it just was so good and it just like without missing a beat it just kept that combat going but I love the fact that they added into the beginning of the movie that little, like, exposition of how, like, their feud started and kind of giving more of, like, like humanizing the two characters I think was really, really yeah. well done. Um, now, as far as, like, a character that I'm not fond of at all, like, well, I, I do want to say that if they make a movie of just – Sub Zero and Scorpion, but like back in the feudal Ooh. Japan, I would watch the hell out of that. I would love that movie. Like I want they said that Hanzo is the greatest ninja ever. I want to see a movie with just him. Like, I don't care if he has any abilities. I don't care if if any other Mortal Kombat characters are added into it whatsoever. I just want to see him go and do his thing. Because that actor is fantastic. And the the fight scenes with him, and just everything about that was just a great. It's going to be like movie. Marvel
1: Universe. Like, be, like we're going to have like lore stories for every character, like movies.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I, wouldn't it be cool to see like oh him as a crazy ninja, and then maybe how he meets his wife, and maybe how like he led to the point of him basically just living out in the woods with that protection. Oh, he right? got like the him kind of like yeah like that would be really cool. Maybe he didn't have the stamp beforehand, and then he ended up like assassinating mm-hmm. someone and acquiring the stamp that way like that would be a really cool movie, and I would l- freaking love to watch that. um but for a character I don't like, it's actually a part of the Hanzo clan. I don't like the main character. um what's his name John Cole yeah yeah i oh Cole Young Was Cole he even young in, like, that's you? what his name. Is. I don't think he was, and I'm trying to think. Maybe he was later, and we just—I mean, because I haven't. I'm kept looking up with at the, all the, games. the list
1: of like characters throughout the games, and I don't, I don't see him. Yeah,
0: I—I I liked his ability. I thought that was interesting, but I felt like him as a character and the arc with his family just wasn't very interesting, and in the beginning i'm not gonna lie i had no idea that that was his wife (laughs) and like there was a point where even my fiance was like like looking at his so-called daughter i guess we were like is that his girlfriend (laughs) because like the aging didn't really work for me right like i felt like they the casting there like everyone looked around the same age and it made it a little bit confusing in my eyes but it they didn't bring much to the story mm-hmm. at all in in my opinion, and like the fact that they they had to use them to you know waken up his inner arcana abilities, it just didn't feel right it didn't it didn't work in my mind, which was a little unfortunate because he comes from the a scorpion clan right, like he should have been badass and really the whole movie he's just getting his ass kicked and he actually didn't beat anybody if you really look at the movie i like after watching and kind of like analyzing a little bit he got his ass kicked throughout the whole thing sure he beat goro but that was it but after that he didn't do anything and before that he just continued to get his he ass kicked he's an original
1: character apparently like,
0: see that's interesting i mean the ability is cool i like the idea of him being able to kind of like absorb right the beating and then being able to dish it out like stronger or at full force with mm-hmm. one attack that's an interesting idea because they kind of like played into that with the whole him being just a shitty fighter that just goes into the ring and he doesn't give up He's has a lot of grit but it just i don't know it, it didn't feel like it fit into the whole mold of the other yeah. characters like while they were fighting that um when sonya ends up getting her powers at the end Like, he's just completely getting his ass kicked the whole time. And then Sonya just hops out real quick and just goes, Oh, you're dead. (laughs) Like, it wasn't even anything. Like, she just came out instantly. Oh, by the way, I know how to use my abilities. No questions asked. Don't worry about it. I only got this stamp like 10 seconds ago. It's cool. And she's dead. It's like, wait, what? Like, this guy has been fighting this character for like five minutes and he's just on the ground about to, like, just
1: eat it. Yeah. Killed
0: yeah right it's just like okay that's weird so i i could have probably done with either less of him or just none of him maybe you know pick a character that people already know like i don't understand maybe why like luke hang wasn't the main character again
1: you would think
0: yeah but i guess maybe it was their way of bringing the audience along for the ride yeah right? Like, it's somebody who knows nothing about the tournament. Like, the audience might not know anything about it. So he learns along with us. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a a good way of navigating the story, and it's a very common trope when it comes to movie mechanics, but God, that character, he, he just did absolutely nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. So I'm hoping in the next movie, they actually give him some sort of redemption, where he learns how to
1: actually freaking fight yeah (laughs) or they just like make him a side character because apparently i was reading that the director or the creator wants to focus on i guess his favorite character that was reading was Kentaro or uh not kintaro was i think it was it's the girl with the fans Kentaro. yeah Yeah. um i guess that might be what the second movie is going to be, apparently it's going to be, I think, in the Outlands is what people are hinting at or the rumors. So, did you
0: notice her fans in Lord of in I did the not. Yeah, they're in the background of some of the Ooh. shots. When Kano stole yeah. the treasure uh in the background behind Liu Kang, you see her oh, fans shit. like posted up as like treasures. So I think all of those items that were there were actually like items of champions from the past. Huh. Yeah. So that was kind of a cool little Easter egg in the background. But that would be cool. I, I, I was wondering where she was because she was such a staple character in the previous movies and she's always been around for the games. I just hope that they're able to deliver on a second movie and
1: not have it be annihilation. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I think there's so much they can do with it. And seeing I didn't realize there were so many realms in the universe that it's like they could do so much with it Mm -hmm. and they could make it really interesting but it's like at the same time are they gonna like kind of make it i don't know it'd be interesting to see what they do you know because they're always gonna have fight scenes but how much lore can you really explore without it being like either too boring or unnecessary you know but reading into this like past few days and then just now looking at them like there's so much they can do with it it's crazy
0: now me being kind of like a detail-oriented guy i'm wondering is there a like a small thing that they added in or like a detail as far as like costuming or something something along those lines that kind of caught your eye
1: while watching the movie um i really like the shininess of the hat I thought it was mm. beautiful. Um,
0: I know it's kind of a strange question. I
1: mean, <laughs> I really liked some of the outfits. Like Cabal's looked really cool, and
0: Cabal was a great yeah, character.
1: Um, just great character. I mean, in general, with the the CGI and everything, it was just it it all really stood out to me. But nothing was really coming to mind. Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I brought it up because I I love. There's a tiny detail in the movie that I absolutely loved. And it was the fact that it it came in really early in in the movie and it was with the scorpion arc, Mm -hmm. right? And his super iconic, you know, get over here, the tether, that tool that he uses. So the fact that that tool that he uses, even after he's gone to the underworld, that little tiny Mm -hmm. dagger was a gardening tool that his wife was using. Oh yeah. And I thought that was such a nice touch like to further humanize this mm-hmm. character where it wasn't just like oh like some weird snake thing coming out yeah. of his hand because in the games it wasn't that either. So it's kind of funny how that's kind of become a thing in or it was it did become a thing as far as like in the original movies, but in the game it was like a blade on a tether. Which I guess is like a real ninja yeah. tool. But I love the fact that he's able to carry his wife with him throughout his vengeance and his revenge Mm. and using it as like his main tool is like, okay, like she will always be here. Like that's the reason why he's fighting and he'll continue fighting with that, right? Like it's such a cool little like just tiny, tiny detail that I think could be missed if you're not really like paying attention to that too much. But I, I just love that they went that far into the character design. And I feel like they only did that with Scorpion and Sub-Zero. <laughs> like the other characters had their little tropes, their little things, but those two guys had the most character development put into them.
1: It, it like makes sense because I mean on the posters and everything, if they're in the they're in the front, you know? So yeah, it'd be cool if they would have gone deeper, but I that's actually a really good observation with, you know, that little detail. I like that. I didn't really put it together when I watched it, but now it makes sense. Yeah. I, I think that's why I love that guy right now so much.
0: Like I've always loved Scorpion as a character, but now even more. I'm just like, yeah. Give me more of him. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. I hope you enjoyed our little conversation on the new Mortal Kombat movie and our little uh travels back into our nostalgia minds of the games themselves too and i hope that we didn't spoil too too much for you guys and i hope we actually spark some interest for the people who are on the fence as far as watching it go out and watch this movie enjoy it and yes there are some ratings on it that aren't the greatest and it is kind of polarizing but when it comes to movie reviews i've always felt like, who cares what people Yo. say about it? If it's a bad movie, it can still be entertaining, right? So just go watch it for yourself and just enjoy this. And if you need something to turn your brain off and just go, like, fuck, this is the perfect movie to just turn your brain off, escape from reality for a second, and just enjoy the visuals. Plus,
1: I mean, how often can you say there's a good video game movie?
0: Yeah, right? I mean, look at Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that movie is freaking garbage. And there's so many video game movies out there that are just really, really bad. And this is actually a good, good video game movie. I I would even argue that this is probably the best video game movie I've seen. And
1: I can't really think of that many I, others
0: that I'm like, oh, that was really
1: good. And like, hmm.
0: Yeah. Like Assassin's Creed. movie. Oh, no, I
1: forgot that existed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Monster Hunter movie. No, thank you super mario oh, movie. okay no that, that's I mean, the best i watch movie the Goomba. it i watch it for i watch it for the yucks <laughs> you know, right like it's not a good movie though <laughs> but <laughs> but this one's actually a good movie and actually if there are some other video game movies out there that you really enjoyed that you thought were great um don't bring up blood rain because that movie's garbage don't please please don't um <laughs> It, there's some out there that you guys really enjoyed. Make sure to jump into our Discord, uh, chat about it, send, uh, let us know what they are, and we'd be more than happy to watch them. And maybe in another episode in the future, we talk about some of these really bad video game adaptation movies because that could be kind of fun. Amazing, and we lo-
1: should torture ourselves I, with it.
0: Yeah, I'm okay with torturing myself. I love watching bad movies. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> the worse the movie is, the more I love it. So let's go. I love that idea. But yeah. All right, you guys. So thank you very much for listening. Um, Yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. All right, y'all. Bye. Uh, Bye.